Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week's episode has been brought to you by the paid subscribership of Josh D., Jeff, and Evan. Thank you. to the dad podcast this is episode number 68 we are back yet again with mr paco lancini back to back uh episodes uh with mr dooley um the uh listeners are always a fan um i wanted to say this one thing because i i think i like giving out information um that is there i don't know when i'm going to get a chance to read these books but uh the internet is in a quasi of a flur, I think, of our last conversation about oh. about marital bliss, if you would. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, they, uh, let's see, I don't remember. Very rarely do I remember what was said previously, but uh, Teresa put on her Facebook page, the word you're looking for is striving. Oh, now I remember. So I was saying I was getting stagnant and I want to struggle or work. She goes, you want your relationships to be in a pre- perpetual state of improvement, but Paco is right that you need to start by changing yourself. And I recommend you look into Raising Happiness, The Happiness Advantage, and hopefully a positive psychology-based book about marriage. Uh, and by the way, I like Paco. He's smart, and he doesn't just agree with you. Can he be your regular co-host, is what she said. Wow. Uh, yes. And so... I, I'm afraid that I encountered a technical difficulty but, in that this has become disconnected. Oh, well, hold on. Let's hit table. pause. Okay, we're back. Uh, we talk about making him a co-host, and he starts tearing up my fucking studio. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the thing. I was going to say this on uh, the uh, the next episode regardless, but it just so happens you're a guest again. Yes. So I hope this isn't odd or uncomfortable. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah, that uh, the reason, and anybody who went back and uh, goes back and listens to the very first episode of the new podcast, or if you're a new listener uh, within the last year, uh, I originally started the show with a, a co-host. We had a permanent co-host, 
And then he just didn't want to do the show anymore because we couldn't find a way to make money doing it. And so part of the deal was uh, is that I had to pull down all of the old episodes with uh, him on it. And so it's it's not an awkward thing. We're not. It's not, we're good friends. We're probably going to grab lunch uh, next week or whatever. But you and was, me. No. Oh, yeah. You and I definitely. Okay. But me and Bill Glass was the original uh, co-host that I had with the, uh, with the show. Uh-huh. But it became such a hassle because, like, now I've got a lot of listeners, and if I, and there was a lot of content that I also contributed to that in me going through the experiences of my wife being pregnant with our second kid. Right. All of that has to be gone. Uh, the deal that I made with him was that I could uh, keep them and give them out to people that uh, um, like gave a donation that then I would split with him or whatever kind right. of thing. And he and I don't want to make it sound like he's money hungry or a dick. He was very polite about it, but he was just concerned. Not money hungry or a dick. He's both. He's both. He's actually okay. both. No. Um, he was concerned that if anything he said on the show, because sometimes I would say inappropriate things, as I've been known to do. It happens. Such, such as my quasi-misogynistic rants from last week, but uh, that it would affect his – he's a commercial actor, so he didn't want it to affect his bookings because in all actuality, sure. he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. It's not like a casting director would say, hey, we love you for this Advil spot, but you talked about your kid crapping himself on a podcast, and so Advil's a little worried about it. It would just – he would dry up, and then he would have to live with the insecurity of never knowing if it had to do with the podcast or right. not. So we agreed I'll just take down all the old episodes. Uh, but uh, I'm willing to give them to you, especially if you're a paid subscriber. If you want them, just send me an email, and I have ways of, I have ways of getting them to you. Uh, or if you want to just have them all to go back and listen to, uh, there's a donation that you, I think it was, I think I said five bucks or something like that was the deal. And I give him half of it or whatever. Anyway, so that's the explanation why I, uh, I am reluctant, much like a scorned lover. And maybe these, maybe these happy marriage books would help me uh, resolve this issue. I understand. But I've, uh, not that I've been burned in any way, shape or form, but it's like, if I, if I came in with another, uh, partner, even though mm-hmm. it's now legit, you and I could be legally married. That's true. Uh, then uh, for fear that that would happen. So it's, I don't want it to seem like I don't like you enough. I mean, uh, or any of that stuff. I understand. Uh, I so, understand. So there you go. I, perfectly understandable. I'm not, my nose isn't bent out of joint at all. Let's Good. just leave it at, uh, I can be a semi-regular. You are a regular. There you that's go. That, you're so that's, that's yeah, that's the way I do go. it now. Now I, I'll have people who will pop in that I come across, but now I have a regular staple of about five or six people that I just kind of rotate through, right. and uh, and that's that's how I'll do it. I now. certainly appreciate the listener enthusiasm. It means a lot to me. They do. They 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 like you. I like you. You know. Yeah, and I was thinking about it today when I dropped the kids off. I'm like, how great is it? Kind of kismet esque or whatever that you know you just happen to be my neighbor and exactly and a cool guy, funny, it's, easy it's to talk to, and as the listeners cool. say. Uh, smart and do not agree with me. That's evidently an attribute. <laughs> uh, it comes naturally. So it comes naturally. So uh, I think that was it. I think that's okay. all I really had to say on that note. In reaction to her saying uh, that I need to uh, change myself, I, it, it's funny to me because one of the things that I will do, hopefully, uh, maybe later on tonight, even if she's down, but I have to go work for a couple weeks. Yeah. But I want to do an episode with Natalie. Um, just because of the response that we got from our episode, I would like to be able to. Maybe it'd be even better if we could work it out where you are here with Natalie. That would be pretty at, cool. Like we could do some kind of trifecta situation. There you go. Because Natalie even agrees with me. Like <laughs> that's which is what I was trying to say. I think it's funny. Uh, the the funny part about it for me is yes. that whenever I talk about my marriage, whether it's <laughs> on this show, although on this show I don't really get a ton of backlash. Right. Person to person. Never fails. If I mention some kind of issue I have with my marriage, 
always it's like, well, what what's up with you? What what's what are you doing? How uh-huh. are you screwing this up? And I don't. I tell me if I'm wrong. I don't feel defensive. I just think it's funny that. But my wife agrees. Like she even says, yeah, like. Like now, since we've had that conversation last week, things are obviously they're great with my wife. I even told her last night um, that because I she goes, "Are you okay?" Like you seem like I just get in my head a little bit. Like sometimes I think because I'm the husband, or maybe it's just who I am as a person. I worry about am I doing right by our financial planning? Am I taking care of the family? Am I raising the kids right? Like I get introspective in that right. weird way. Where before, whenever I would do that, I would get angry because she wasn't doing enough. Now. It's cr- truly a partnership. Now I now I get, right. well, this is the way everybody says it's supposed to be, and this is why it works. I didn't but, feel, by the way, I didn't feel like you were getting defensive yeah, I, last yeah. week. It, it was a, there was a good, good flow to that. Good. Um, and, and also, the, the place I was coming from was really taking uh, my approach and the way I apply things to me. Yes. And laying it out as an option. Right. Or, you know. And I think that's all anybody really does. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's all I do in, right. in anything. and. And if it's working for you guys, then that's great. But it's, yeah, it's working in the sense. Well, that's the thing that I, it, the part I wish I could, I wish that there was a book, much like parenting. Yes. The part I wish that there was a book or some kind of referee that could come in and say, here's a completely objective, but also all knowing Thai presence. Maybe God, I guess, is what most sure, people turn to. Sure. Although not he, my thing. he's booked. He he's may booked not be a able lot. to pop in yeah, he's busy. when she buys a jar. Yeah. He's busy, I think, with blood diamonds or something. Right. I don't know what he's up to. I check his google calendar but um right now i think he's raising money for missionaries for food drives for christmas but anyway uh is that i look at it and i go i don't i don't think i'm doing anything wrong to my wife she looks at i just think it's funny that people go that like and i don't even think this is what Teresa necessarily meant maybe that's part of my bullshit but the idea that she's saying you have to start with yourself when the whole problem that i have is right i am willing to start with myself the problem is it that my wife disagrees with what I'm doing. She doesn't honestly go, I disagree with your expectations. I disagree with how you treat me. She, none of that happens, which I think also makes, it feel, makes her sound like a lady who falls into doorknobs. You know what I mean? Like, it makes her seem like I put cigarettes out on her. Yes. Which is why it would be better if she was sitting here. But she's too busy at that fucking job of hers. Jesus Christ. But, um, but that, that's always what uh, – that I lost my train of thought. That's all right. I had some thoughts. All right, go for it. Uh, I wanted to double back, and we don't need to beat last time right. uh, to a pulp. But uh, my my only my impulse to you know lay out advice was based on the very first words you said to me mm-hmm. before the mics were even on. Is I think I'm an asshole, or words to that effect. Right. And so the mistake I made was thinking that you didn't want to be one. Ah. And so I was laying out. <laughs> I was laying out uh, possible ways to escape that. Uh. I, I love everything about that statement. I love <laughs> that makes me so happy. Right, I realized. Ah, oh, that's great. Two thirds of the way through the conversation, I realized. Oh, no, no, he's happy no. this way. He's a well, it, you know, he's a happy asshole. No, in actuality, though, there's a lot of truth to that. In that, if I didn't want to be an asshole, then I wouldn't behave like one. There you the, go. By my own example and what right. I'm. What I'm talking about. I thought you were lamenting. You were yeah. bragging. I was bragging. Is what I was doing. But see, in all actuality, um, and this is what, another reason why I think people <laughs> like having you on the show so much, is that you point out these things that I don't really see. Like, right. you're right. You're right in that I, I, I talk like I don't want to be an asshole, but everything that I do 
was is contrary to right. that every statement. alternative you right. were presented with you shot down like, so i don't here's the thing i i guess so what i'm really saying is it's clear i'm not an asshole i would appreciate it if everybody would stop painting me in that picture <laughs> All right. if you would stop pigeonholing me as an asshole through my dickish behavior right. and instead change your perception of what an asshole is everything would be better <laughs> that, there you go. that's right and maybe that's what's covered in this positive psychology book she that mentioned. that could be that could be um so I, that I'm done with going over it. We don't right. have to keep going over. No, that's fine. That's fine. We can uh, we can move on to. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. No, go. For this it. isn't specific to last week, but the thing is, is this is like a Rorschach. Life is a Rorschach. So they're hearing you talk about your life, and people are saying you're the one who needs to change or whatever. Yeah. They're just projecting you into their own situation, and they're they're putting their shit on you, and then interpreting you based on their own. That's fine. Which, Neuroses, uh, which yeah. is what everybody does anyway. Yeah, and I just, I really find it very, very interesting. It's one of the f- first times in my life that I look at it and I'm like, you're right. I'm not, I don't feel defensive unless I'm misunderstanding my own. Like, I'm like, I don't have to explain. And had I not had this, the listeners know, I had this conversation with a friend where I was yelling at Natalie. And then he turned everything where it's like, what? whoa, whoa, why do you feel like you have to yell at her? And I'm like... Does anybody else find it interesting that we're not talking about the 17 years that I've been asking politely (laughs) that the minute I yell at a woman and that's all I think is kind of interesting and maybe where I am misogynistic is that there's a part of it that uh, and maybe not what you were saying, because I like your idea of saying, no, I was reacting to the fact you said, I'm I guess I'm an asshole and I don't want to be. Now we all know I do want to be. Right. But uh, because I guess my father is so. But uh, is that this this idea that what. I guess what I'm afraid of is that we're slipping away from this idea where a guy could just be a guy and say, hey, knock it the fuck off, where in actuality, any time a guy says that, it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on, dickhead? What? Right. Why are you being an asshole? Why are you trying to get all machismo on me? And, uh, yeah. It gets, yeah, you get um, that one one time that you're out of line of what other people think is supposed to be. Yes. That then becomes how you're branded. Yes. And it's, but you know what that is? Hmm. That is, that is, what about all the things I did? No, I want to talk about the things you didn't do. Yes. That's that same thing. That when yeah. you start yelling, that's the thing you shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, but I want credit for all the things I did. So yes. there's still something But I won't there. give it to her. Like- <laughs> that's what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. get to there. <laughs> At least- so to sum up last week, <laughs> I'm a peach and a catch. And my wife's got some bullshit to work out, right? Uh, clearly. I think we could all agree with that. Absolutely. All right. There's the button we need on that. There you go. <laughs> the other thing I want to say, uh, too, is I'm uh, I'm working on tweaking. We're going to do a little bit of it today, but uh, I need the listeners' help and participation. Uh, I want to uh, re- kind of reformat the show. Um, and so one of the ideas I had is I would like for you guys – I know we already have the actual therapist, uh, the family and sex therapist. Right. Who's very busy. That's why she hasn't been on the show, uh, who you could write in with your own issues. But on a separate note, I would like for you guys to write in with say, hey, this is what my wife is doing. And maybe I could do these in the episodes with Rachel. I don't know. But what I'm saying is I want to have a marital court. Instead of divorce court, mm-hmm. right, yeah. I want to have marriage court. So I feel like div- a great idea. divorce court is too late. So marriage court is you come in with your complaint, your issue, right? Uh-huh. And then you and your wife or husband, depending on which gender you are. Sure. Uh, or double down if we have any same-sex couples listening to the show. Right. Uh, you write in and say, this is what I uh, complained about. Will you agree that I will? we will let this third party mediate, much right. like the referee I'm asking and for? And is the third party you? Yes, of course. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay, well. How else, how else could this be good? 
if it were me. Clearly, I am experiencing marital bliss, and so is my wife. There you go. So I'm just trying to spread the love, Adam. I just want everyone to feel as happy as my wife feels being married to me. Right, right. I think it makes perfect sense. It does. Uh, Clearly, I've nailed it, figured it out. At the very least, it's your idea and it's your show, so it's going to be you. Right, and and that's why, depending on how it looks, like if, honestly, like what what I'm thinking of is I've been trying to do this the, this uh, this concept with these continuing fights that all married couples go through. Right. Whereas, um, like, or not whereas, wherein I mean the thermostat, uh, toilet seat. Right. Uh, these kinds of common things. And I want to dig maybe a, like another level below that mm-hmm. and see what else is out there. Uh, maybe it's um, like for me, more examples of me would be it's always clothes and like closet space, I think, is another one that uh-huh. I deal with as a husband. So those kinds of things where it's like, hey, this is what we agreed on. And this is what I say. She says her piece. You say your piece. Either we could do it via email or I could figure out a way to where we could call in and do it live. But- yeah, I was going to talk to you about that because I feel like that would take this all to another level for right. you as well is 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 uh, interaction, right. you know, whether it's through tweeting or whatever when you said you were trying to tweak the show mm-hmm. I, I i know my old man was showing because i thought that was some sort of new social media thing i hadn't heard about <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get it out on tweakers yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak <laughs> like, it. i feel like it tweak would be uh nothing but nipples as profile <laughs> pictures that's what i think yeah. i think tweak is tweak.com we better let me i recently down. saw somewhere where did i see this there's some kind of instagram but it's uh but it's for porn like they've They've even ruined that. Like, they, it's some kind of uh, Insta chick or something. I don't know. But uh, there was one – listen, it's no secret on this show, It's but you and I, I guess, are neighbors, so maybe that means we're close enough for me to say – when I'm on right. the road, I will partake in some adult films online. I understand. And uh, one of my favorite things that I saw that completely didn't ruin my session but took me out of the moment, if you yes. would. The poor young lady who was trying to put her way through college uh, through, yes. oh, via the internet – uh, was uh, became uh, secondary. She was my my internet mistress yet again on another level. When there was a chick who's, I th- I like ladies who are older. She was probably in her late thirties, you know, good looking, and she was wearing the see through underwear. And it says, uh, it says, stop taking care of yourself, but you may have to fuck an ugly chick in an instant, like at, at any given moment. You you have to do this. Right? Are you on board? Like like that was a sales pitch. I'm like. <laughs> How unfair is it for this chick that right. ends up being the poster chick for like, and she wasn't ugly. Like right. she was a good looking chick. Right. And Would her, you like, throw yourself on this yeah, grenade? Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was something along those lines. But yes. Well, I hope it didn't hurt her self esteem. Yeah. To see. Right. To see that. Uh... It's just such a weird, like that whole Ashley Madison thing too. It's just such a seedy world to me. It is really... that I'm incredibly curious. Yeah. But I w- It's much like Ladies of the Night. Like. The only way I would ever be with a lady of the night is obviously if my wife left me or she died. You know what I mean? Right. But more interesting than being with a lady of the night is talking to a lady of the night. I would love to just interact with one and just go, what's, what's, the, what's your life story? But I would fr- I'd be afraid it would be sad. It like, would be very sad. That's the part I'm not interested right. in. I just want to hear. She didn't win any, any clearinghouse sweepstakes. Yeah, no. No, nothing, none of that was going on. No. Yeah, that's unfair of me. I want to hear her party anecdotes. You know what I mean? Like dinner party <laughs> anecdotes of a whore right. is what I would like to hear of. <laughs> I should write that down. That's you another should. segment. Yeah. Dinner party anecdotes. So anyway, here's my point. Send us an email, show at thedadpodcast.com, or if you're way into Facebook, you can message me at the Dad Podcast page on Facebook and say, hey, I would like to uh, work out this issue okay. with my wife. 
and and understandingly that we understanding we are going to keep it light. It's going and, to be lighthearted. Right. And, and just to clarify, yeah, uh, you're not necessarily saying uh, my wife is cheating on me. No, no, no. That's right. not the issue I want to deal with on <laughs> right. the show or anything of a, of a you know a, a dark yes personal. I want to say I want nature. things like my husband will not uh, to put his socks in the hamper. They're always on the floor. Right. And then I want to I want to find a way of hearing both sides of the story, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then ruling on it. I see in, in a Solomon type. Uh, yes, the wisdom of Solomon. Yes, yes. And I think that's a very good analogy for me. I think so I really too. Think I think he's solid. I I want to uh, to restate my opinion. That's the perfect job. I I, I I am now happy to see you being judging that. I was yes. I was picturing just sort of, you know, uh, Maury Povich and, you know. No, 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 no. I am the baby daddy. And yeah, whatever. no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. No, that's not for me. I am, Fraternity results. I want to, because I, I hear, and I, wanna, and I want you to know, <laughs> listeners, I will take this very seriously. I'm not, and it, just because you're, you're say you're the man. And uh, you're the guy who leaves his socks next to the hamper. Right. I want to know other circumstances so that I can then weigh in and say, uh, you know, I might just say, listen, you're going to let his socks lie. You know what I mean? You're just going to you're going to let the sleeping dog lie. So it's not it's I'm just saying I can't promise you that it's going to go in the direction you think it's going to go. So say you're a guy coming in saying, I want my wife to let me leave my socks. I'm it's not a gender pass. You're no. not giving the okay. Just because this is a dad podcast doesn't mean the dad always will win. There you go. There may be some bias, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't know. See, I think you'd be more likely to be biased towards someone who agrees with you mm. or has a similar worldview, regardless of their gender. I mean, if let's say for the sake of argument that one of these people is engaging in a behavior that you yourself engage in, mm-hmm. they're going to win. No, no, no! I don't okay. work that way. All I right. can turn it off. <laughs> okay, I can good. Click it. Good. I take the job seriously. <laughs> okay, Adam. I'm I not here to I'm fuck sorry. around and just. Pr- I'm not pushing my agenda. This is this show isn't propaganda, uh, right? This I, is helping people. This is changing lives. Uh, yes, right. It's making a difference. It's making a huge fucking difference. I may or may not have taken that email that Tom wrote to me too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know if you know this, but there's a guy whose house was destroyed by Sandy, and he says that me and the Halftime radio ladies uh, helped save his life I remember. while he rebuilt you... his house. And so maybe I'm taking this too far. In all fairness, I was thinking about doing this kind of stuff, and I'm hoping to roll it out completely in the new year. That's what my That sounds is. cool. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. cool. So um, it may require for you in your approach and your style mm-hmm. to rein some things in. Negative. No? No, they want the no, real no, thing. No, 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 no. no I'm Judge not saying... Judy is the highest paid person on television <laughs> that, that, for a reason. That's no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Huh? You can still be a maniac. Yeah, okay. And I'm not I'm not changing <laughs> I'm not changing that. I'm saying if you've got this segment and that segment and you've got things that you want to get to. Yeah, I won't be able to get so loquacious. Yes, yes. exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, that a cute name. Yeah, yeah. Um See, that was another another listener said that I, I that they like having you on because <laughs> uh, how I am awestruck by your vocabulary is what uh That's is what very they funny. said. Well, and and my wife puts me in my place every day. Uh what really? did I what did I say? This she li- so she goes back and listens to the show. No, 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 not with regards to that. If you want, I'm just saying, Adam, I'm willing to open up the the marital court for this issue right here. We could get Doreen on the horn, you know what, and we could work out this Doreen, issue. Of Doreen and I will come after the in show. with something, but it won't be that particular one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was I said this morning. That uh, oh oh, that something played no small part in my decision. 
whatever, whatever played no small part those in were, my decision. Those were, that to was do a phrase you said on this yes. show. No, uh, no, no, no. It oh, has nothing to do with the show. Okay, just gotcha. in, in in my life with her, the phrase "no small part." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What does that even mean?" And I said, "Well, that it played a, a big part." She goes, well, then why wouldn't you say that? I said, it's an expression. She goes, well, it's a stupid expression. You shouldn't say it at all. And there's a lot of, like, idioms and stuff that she just won't put Marriage up with is awesome. me. Marriage is awesome. You know, this, uh, you just know, the reason all... why sailmates will shiv each other with toothbrushes. <laughs> it's like, just, just the idea of spending forever with someone. Yes, I'm sure that that's, there are lots of prison fights that start over vocabulary. <laughs> right. Well, what does that even mean, bitch? Like, right. Man, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I, that's right. We had a, we did a double date uh, with the Dooleys. Oh, that yeah. was a ton of fun. We uh, we had an absolute <laughs> blast. Now, I can speak for my wife and I, uh, but it was and I just I like I like the character that is your wife. You know what I mean? Like yes, when you I when do. you get to see, it's much like people will come and watch you with your kids. Like people love to tell me that my kids are angels, and mm-hmm. it it at some point I'm I'm flattered, but then the the second level to that is that when I sit there and go. How come I don't see it? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong, what's wrong with me? Like, and so I like the character that is your wife. I like, I like. So when you say, "What does it even mean?" No small parts. I'm, I'm on board already. Right, yeah. I'm like, I'm in. I'm invested. Yes, we also had a had a, a terrific time uh, with you guys. And I don't know if you could tell, mm. but um, we've never been out with another couple. No, what? We've never been out with another couple. Like just a double date like that? No. No, the closest. Listen, we're happy to pop your cherry anytime. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, it's done now. Step two, keys in the fishbowl. <laughs> it's a very small fishbowl. Right. It's more of a saucer cup of some right. kind, like a, like a sherbet yes, bowl. Yes, I understand. <laughs> or one of those cups you get at Menchie's. Yes, you know, a yeah. Ice, the sample. A little yogurt. The, the yeah. sample. <laughs> just a key barely into it, just because <laughs> like there's really only two options, guys. Keys. <laughs> um, I funny. wish that we could really do that. I like the sketch of it being that we throw our keys at the in the bowl, but right. we always pick our keys right like, you know yeah. what i mean like we always end up going home with our respective spouses that's awesome and going well oh, there's always next week right like, <laughs> or that somehow you and i end up going home right together. well all right like, missed again <laughs> and then handing our wives cameras like, right. <laughs> saying, saying it's, right. it's worth it right it's worth it um so yeah not to, to go on too much about our, our personal off off-screen time but that yeah. was you know, as much fun as it was here it was it was it was out of control over there i'm yeah. sure i'm sure i said some things that horrified my wife but she didn't she didn't let on no i don't think it i don't well, think it because you have no boundaries that's true that's also <laughs> very true i talked to my hairstylist about that where i was i go uh she said she i said how are you and she had a moment where she goes uh, and i go are, are you okay right now like are you having a stroke what's going on right. she's like sometimes i have boundary issues and i'm trying to think honestly of how much i feel comfortable telling you like and i go right. i could relate to that only i don't have that second thought like, I don't <laughs> right just it. go right into and it and i told the story of how we went out to dinner with you guys and i told this uh and i was with you guys our new neighbors right. and i was essentially telling the story about how i seduced my wife right and and then as i'm like three quarters of the way through i look to her and go are you okay with this like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, too late and luckily she's my wife and she late. doesn't care you I'll, know? I'll tell you as long as we're back i didn't say this at dinner but uh, i probably should have and not say it here but I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say it here anyway. Um, when I started dating her, we were in New York. Mm-hmm. We both worked in Manhattan. She lived in Brooklyn. And I lived in the Upper West Side. So that's a fair distance from each other if you're talking about trains or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and uh, as soon as we started dating or, you know, sort of getting, yeah, dating really, I immediately found an apartment that was walking distance from the office. 
Really? Because I knew there was no chance I was going to get laid oh. if it wasn't right there. So you, you moved, Be- I moved to get a slice of Mrs. Dooley's pie. Absolutely. Because wow. she'd have had to go all the way up to the Upper West Side, which right. would have put her miles away from her home. That's smart. And the, and the other version is that I'd have gone way the hell out to Brooklyn. Yeah. And <clears throat> Which is, a, like, you're right in that as a dude— you don't want too much time to think, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> right. When you're when you're when you're a couple, of, like, here's the thing. I, I know this is an audio medium, right? Yes. You and I, I think, are no schlubs, but we're also not Christian Bale or you know or right. Channing Tatum. Ryan, you know what I mean? We Ryan, don't Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Say we're not Ryan That's, Gosling. We're not Ryan Gosling by any means. Right. Just by the sheer amount that we talk, me more so than you, I'm sure, but more just because it's hard to get a word right. in edgewise. As... Right. Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, we're not Ryan Gosling. So when you are at our level, you you have to eliminate uh, second guessing. You have to eliminate right. you, there lots you of spontaneity. Options. Yeah. You have to you have to create spontaneity. You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden you you the way you get laid is like you want them to realize halfway like. 20 minutes after you're done, right. that that just happened. Like, that's, that's what we have to do. <laughs> now, now you you were with your wife as an, an adult man. That's why you could think of things like, I need an apartment that's halfway there. All right. of my experience is teenager, and I'm not right. smart enough. I'm right. just driven my And you hormones. didn't have the, uh, the, the wherewithal, the means to do something like right. that. I exactly. barely did. Yeah. I didn't even move a stick of furniture. Just... I just bought a bed. That's all that was in that apartment. It was a it was a studio. This chick loves you. <laughs> the fact that you could just have a studio apartment with a bed. Yeah. And then it still works out and now you have two children. With oh her. my god. Yes, well. Where is that rom-com, you know, Hollywood? Who, who got the last laugh there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. But um oh, the last laugh. That's a Sorry, I'm just <laughs> furiously writing notes. Uh, furiously okay. Not all of the notes I'm going to I think write when you come on the show, you. Paco, a new segment should be <laughs> Justin Shuts Up. Like, we'll just. Well, I have a story to tell you. I have all a right. couple of them, but I have a story to tell you that's going to hog a lot of uh, my Please time, do. So. Go for it whenever. Um, it's, uh, it's from my uh, infamous list. There are a couple of them on there, but this is a completely uh, unrelated to. Um, parenting or even marriage oh you want to do like date night is what you i guess so this is another i I have an intro okay this is a i i uh i've been doing a lot of bumpers for naptime radio uh if you haven't heard me talk about them already go check those chicks out naptimeradio.com they're on stitcher and all that stuff but um one of the ideas that i had um about formatting uh the show how did i mention naptime why did i think of this that was something else never mind i'm sorry (laughs) that was completely unrelated but uh, I oh that's what it was. I do bumpers for them and all their segments that right. they have, and yet I've never done anything for myself. So one of the new segments that I want to do with the with guys coming in is we're going to do a date night segment where we're get, it's you know your night away where you don't have to worry about being moms and dads. Mm-hmm. You're just man and woman. In this case, we're man and man right. having two uh, conversations. So. Let's kick this off with a date night story with Paco Lancini. It's time for date night where we talk about things other than being dads. Gonna do our best. No promises. Probably won't be that hard. All right. So our first date night. I'm I'm honored, Paco Lancini. Um. Yes. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> now I, I'm going to start by saying if there if there's anybody who's uh, squeamish who's listening, nobody might want to. They might want to step away. We this have. Is, I have like eight listeners that don't have kids that may not have the stomach to handle what's about to happen. But. <laughs> this is a 
a, re- a fairly gory story, but I'm going to give you some some history on it as well because okay. it'll, it'll it'll help understand what transpired. Um, until I was 18 or 19 years old, I never had a, a nosebleed. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I just mean a, a spontaneous nosebleed. I may have had one, you know, gotten bumped along the way or something. Well, all those but... years of blow, that's going <laughs> Yeah, it's going to take its toll. <laughs> but uh, I must have been, yeah, I must have been 19 years old. I was uh, living in my dad's living room. He had a, a one-bedroom in Manhattan. I had just come there to go to college. Yeah. And, uh, and I had a cold, and I went to bed one night. Oh, and he... He had me on a. He had a hauled out like the the bed I'd slept in when I was ten. So and put it in the living room. So I was sleeping on this tiny little bed. I'm not that tall a person, but I was still sticking way out. And so, I I, I went to sleep. I had a cold, and you know how you're sleeping and your nose is running. Uh-huh. And so I have this awareness of my nose is running, and then eventually go. God, my nose just won't stop running. And I get up and I go into the bathroom to get a tissue, and it looks. Like I've oh, been yeah. slaughtered there because it's now all over my face, all over my hands, all over my shirt, bright red. Yep. It terrified Pillow. me. I was also exhausted. Well, yeah, you'd lost a lot of blood. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you needed a cup of orange right. juice and a cookie. Right. You exactly. just gave two pints, my friend. I finally got to stop bleeding. And then I just put a note on the door that said, you know, I'm fine because I, I didn't clean anything up. I'm just, I'm just bloody and all. I just got back in so bed. You bloodied up the bathroom, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, I cleaned up the bathroom, but I figured they, he'd come out and see me in the morning and think I had something horrible. Oh, I see. Yeah. I needed immediate medical attention. Anyway, that was the first time it ever happened. You're a better son than I. And over the years, <clears throat> once a year, sometimes twice a year, then three times a year, I would get these just random nosebleeds that were pretty intense that would go on and, and you know, just everywhere. Um, and eventually I got used to it and I got the sense of, oh, it happens when I have a cold and then the air is dry or whatever. I started to get a sense of it, but I never really took any real action to do anything about it. Um, so that's sort of the, the backstory that it's just, my nose will bleed at the drop of a hat. And particularly if it started one day and then, and I, and I got it under control, but then later the next day or whatever, it will come back. So now fast forward, I'm working at, uh, the Animation Research Library, Disney's Animation Research Library, they hold every drawing that was ever made, all those 101 Dalmatians and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like their own Smithsonian. Their own Smithsonian. It is or Library incredible. of Congress would be a better example. Seriously. Yeah. And there's just a fraction of the people who work in the company are even allowed to, to go there ever, and it's for research, for doing something new or whatever it is. And now they use it to make all the extras and things like that. So you were, in a sense, the librarian of this place. I was a PA. I was, I was a, a flunky. I had been hired as a temp originally, but had a long... I mean, the first day I walked in there, just a guy off the street from a temp agency, they handed me the, uh, the 101 Dalmatian storyboards, you know, the hand-drawn, and they said, go Xerox these. And I'm like, you don't even know who I am. I could do anything to these. These are precious. I had such reverence for the, yeah. for the stuff. And then just... The layers of access to background drawings and the, the cells and everything is there. It's just insane. And if you, if you, uh, if you have a heart, a soul, <laughs> a soul, then you love Disney and whatever you know. So it was right up my alley, and and they could they could tell how much I respected the material and and the and the stuff. I always took very good care of it. <clears throat> so there's lots of preservation stuff we're doing, things like that. So I'm working there, and there's a, it's a, there's a series of vaults in this you know, <clears throat> in this place. And I am sitting in a vault on like a bar height stool at a bar height table, 
and spread out in front of me. I don't remember exactly what it was, but essentially priceless artwork yeah. is in front of me. And that morning I'd had the little tickle. Oh, I know. And so I was sort of on guard that there might be some kind of situation. I may have had some tissues in my pocket <clears throat> just in case. So, and I can feel it. It's like, you know, itching and it's doing this weird thing and I, I don't like how it feels. And, and that sort of agitation, yes. whatever's going on there brings on a sneeze. Now here's the thing. Oh my God. I'm a huge sneezer. You've heard me laugh. Yeah. It's way beyond the laugh. It's a big booming sneeze. Yeah. And they come on in a flash and I'm paralyzed when they do. And so I'm suddenly caught in that. I know I've got 10 seconds before I sneeze essentially blood all over everything. And I can't move. I'm on this bar stool. I just, my brain, my body just shuts down for the sneeze. And so I said, I mean, I'm like, I'm in a panic. I'm like, hey, there's no way to cover it. I can't. I like that you crash. And you just go, oh, no, it's happening. It's like the weirdest family oriented <laughs> sequel of Saw I've ever yeah, heard. Like, right. <laughs> so there's, there's just, this is, this is, and I'm just horrified that this is going to happen. And so in that sort of 10 second thing, I go, I say to myself, don't let the sneeze come out just sort of swallow the sneeze the way you sm swallow a burp or something yeah um because and that's so that's my plan so I, the build up and the build up and the build up and then this huge sneeze come and i somehow am able to redirect it inside and i crapped my pants <laughs> full-on shat my pants <laughs> now i'm sitting on i'm sitting on a bar stool <laughs> In a in a vault inside a vault inside a vault, <laughs> with shit running down my leg. <laughs> now, to my credit, none of it got on the artwork. Oh, thank God! But I had to figure out how to get from where I was, yeah, and 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 function. And as it turns out, I had a pair of pants in the in the trunk of my car, so I had to get out past security into the parking lot, yep. get my pants, come back in with them. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. What that makes me think of. Is, Other than vomiting. No, no. That uh well as a comic, yeah. uh, any comic who has hit like when they when they if they started doing stand up in like their early mid twenties mm -hmm. and then they hit thirty, they all of a sudden uh feel uh, the urge to share the I shit my pants this one time story. Oh yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is is that I don't know if you have but I feel like this is a common thing. Like, mm -hmm. it's a common thing that grown-ups experience, and th I guess that's the question I'm putting on the table. When you when this happens to you and you've carried this story with you, have you ever heard other people share, this is the time as an adult that I crap my pants story? I have not heard that from other people. Well, great. Yet. Let me tell you that, uh, that it is a very common thing. <laughs> right. Um, and to the point where when you go and you travel with other comics, um, I don't think they all see each other doing it. But I think it's interesting. <laughs> I should hope not. Well, no, I mean the telling oh, of doing, the story. Oh, telling of yeah. the story. Oh, not I the actual. It's not, of yeah, the no, it's not some weird circle jerk involving uh, <laughs> <laughs> fecal matter that we all do. What do you think we do on the run? I don't know. By the way, Adam, what do you think happens? Um, <laughs> this, it was, I'm sure, a scary time before internet porn. I'm sure it was that you just, <laughs> after a certain point, you know, you're yeah. crapping yourself by yourself, and then that's not just getting you over the top. Right. So now you got to do group crapping, and then it's just like, a rave where everybody's trying to crap at the same time. Exactly. You're trying, it's some kind of weird flash mob where the flash <laughs> is not the suddenness 
of it. It's uh, it's a DNA flash of some kind. <laughs> it's, a, it's a flatulence mob. Right, exactly. But uh, but yeah. Um, but what a what a what a terrific story of woe where yes, the, the, was... the art was saved and yet you were not. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, you were the, the casualty. I was the lesser man for of it. your own sinuses, if you would. Yes, um, and uh, I, as far as I know, nobody was any any the wiser. That's good. I'm not a hundred percent sure if they had uh, cameras in those vaults, but I don't think I don't think there were, and I don't think there was anything to see. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it was just the guy who didn't sneeze and then. <laughs> yeah. Immediately sat still for an inordinate <laughs> amount of time. There's nothing odd about that. No. If you're, other then, than the fact that you're looking up to right. the heavens, and like, then, and then shoved his pants into his socks. <laughs> to create the weirdest coffee right. filter in the world. Oh. But, um, <laughs> yeah, if you're a security guard, there's not, I don't think there's anything. I think, if anything, it looked like you might have been possessed momentarily by the ghost of Walt Disney. That's it. You know what I mean? You're there. Yes. You're intently. You're like, be very delicate. And then all of a sudden, you, and then you, you sneeze, and, but you don't sneeze. Yeah, kind it would of. just seem like a, a spasm. You just look like, a, yeah, like a, 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 yeah, a back spasm. Right. And then I imagine because you're afraid of your bloody nose that you were looking to the sky. You understand? Yes, like I, that was probably it, You too, tilt yes. your head back. And then and and then very seriously going, okay, <laughs> what are my options? Right. You know what I mean? Because when that kind of thing happens, which I think is what a to to get away from the date night aspect of this right. chunk is that I think that as adults, when you watch kids and are going through potty training, that's the hardest thing for you to realize and accept is that it's a slow process for them. You know what I mean? It's like it's an effort that they're putting into it, and 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 when they hide. And then the, the fact that they could just move on with their lives. For me, it's always been a thing where it's like, I can't get you to eat green beans, but you could walk around with shit in your pants for <laughs> right, right. five minutes easy. And that smell and the stench. But, yeah, green beans is over the top. Even a pea, which is sweeter than a, a green bean. Right, can't right. handle it, but you could ta- carry a load in with you for a good solid five, t- maybe longer if yeah, I let you. Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that I go, oh, and I, I get a whiff, you know what I mean? Yes, um, like my Jack right now, he could kill a room. Oh my god! If he goes and plays it, he's old enough where he'll go and play in his room by himself. And then you have to kind of go, okay, every twenty minutes or so, if it's that time of day, I have to go mm-hmm. check on him. But uh, but yeah, as an adult, I think you you get hit with it. And you're like, and you freeze, and you're like, because you have to compute. Okay, what? Okay, and then I imagine you like doing a Terminator S scan of the building, <laughs> and distances are coming up to the trunk of your car, and right, you know what right. I mean. And if if you have enough time in a break, that you could say it's a break, and right, right. At, 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 is the artwork safe on the table? Like, can it just be left there? And- yes, I, 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 uh, I didn't have to worry about the art at all, but I, it was the it was the getting through the public spaces. Yeah, and then how long I was going to need to be encamped in the restroom. <laughs> Um, where there's, you know, there's 12 people in the building. There's one bathroom. So. Which I think is the people who have had this happen to them, the public restroom thin toilet paper is the real fuck you. Like yeah. that's yes. where for the casual yes. bath, public bathroom user, it's like, eh. Right. But when you've got a situation on your hands. Yeah, I needed a bale full of chamois. Right. I mean, it exactly. wasn't going <laughs> to. You need to, you need some, yes, you need something with the absorbent power. It can handle a one liter <laughs> bottle of soda. I needed Nancy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you don't know what that is. Oh, you know what? I'll send you a. Uh, uh, well, tell me in case the listeners. No, no, don't that's know. true. Hang on a second. Uh, Nancy Walker was an actress. She did a commercial for paper towels in the '60s or '70s, oh. where it was. Uh, I it might have been Bounty, the quicker picker up. I'm not sure, but it's one of these things that showed how absorbent and strong it was. Mm-hmm. And and she had a series of them, like the. I remember they used to hold grapes. Yes. In a wet yes. Paper towel. Yes. Um, 
like, uh, like, uh, please don't squeeze the Charmin. Mm. That actor, I, you know that one, right? No, oh I know that God. commercial, but I don't know that oh, actor. Okay, no, 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 but I just yeah. mean that he did a series. Of, he yeah. was a spokesperson over a period, like Flow and Progressive. But this yes. chick was the bounty. <laughs> was the bounty lady? Yeah. Uh, Nancy Walker, do you ever watch Macmillan and Wife? I think we're in no. a bad place well, here, here. No, listen, here's, this is why God invented <laughs> yeah, the go, internet. Go, go for uh, it. Through the resources of Al Gore. Um, <laughs> he said, I mean, in God, a lot of ways, God Al with Gore an assist from Al Gore. Her, yeah, exactly. He's the disciple. Uh, yeah, I know this chick. Yeah, sure. Nancy Walker. Nancy Walker. Was an American actress and comedian, comedian of stage, screen, and television. She also a uh, film, television director. Let's read about her. <laughs> I didn't know all of this. Uh, most notably, she was the director of the Mary, Ty- Mary Tyler Moore show. I didn't know she directed Mary Tyler Moore. In which she also made several acting guest appearances. During her five-decade-long career, she uh, may be best remembered for her long-running role of Ida Morgenstern, who first appeared on several episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show and later became a prominent recurring character on the spinoff series Rhoda. There you go. Nothing about paper towels in there. No, I, <laughs> I think know. I may have I'm, her mistaken exactly. for somebody else. <laughs> this poor chick is. Uh, let's see if she's still alive. Uh, she's oh, no I, longer I don't with think us. She can be. Yeah, she's. Uh, she died twenty years ago, so she's turning over. In yeah, her, she was playing Valerie Harper's mother in her grave. Yeah, it makes no mention that I could find. Let's see. I'm just kind of skimming through oh, here. No. No, her Broadway debut in Best Foot Forward. Uh, she did a. Uh, there was a uh, movie version of the Broadway, but starred Lucille Ball. Um, same year, she appeared with Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, the second film version of Girl Crazy, um, On the Town, Do Re Mi, co-starring Phil Silvers. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. These were her songs that I guess she released, but nothing about paper towels. Oh, no. What you have the I wrong, what wrong have lady. Either that or Wikipedia is wrong. Well, that could also be an option. That's possible. She was on, uh, let's see. Another series, Blansky's Beauties. The main character of the series was introduced a week before the series premiere in an episode of the hit sitcom Happy Days. Um, the na- that was from the Nancy Walker show. She had that. She had her own show. Oh, my God. I've, I've... Oh, wait, wait. Here it is. Here it is. One of Walker's last major film roles was in 1976, all-star comedy spoof Murder by Death. She continued to remain active in show business until her death, playing Rosie, a New Jersey diner waitress, in a series of commercials for Bounty Paper Towels from 1970 to 1990. She helped make the product slogan, The Quicker Picker Upper. Dude, he scores. catchphrase. Walker credited the towel commercials with landing her the role of Ida Morgenstern. Among her final guest appearances on the television series was the recurring role of Aunt Angela, Sophia Petrillo, Estelle Getty's widowed sister on The Golden Girls, for which she received an Emmy Award nomination. In 1990, Walker began starring on the Fox sitcom True Colors as Sarah Bauer, the outspoken mother of Ellen Davis Freeman, Stephanie Farrisee. I don't remember this show. No. Who moves into Ellen's house. Oh, so it was on. No, True Colors wasn't Ellen's. Who moves into Ellen's house despite having objections to her daughter's interracial marriage. In 1990, she appeared as herself in the Columbo episode, Uneasy Lies the Crown. And then she died a year later. Oh, I say that. I added that. But, uh, <laughs> They have a segment for her death. That's interesting. Well, there you go. Nancy Walker, the quicker, the quicker picker, picker upper. I would have the quicker. Oh, now it's the quicker, thicker picker. Isn't that what it is? Uh, possibly, yes. Yeah, I think they changed I don't watch it. commercials anymore. That's right. Right. That was the thing I, that I uh, one of uh, the bill, the guy I mentioned before, this is a commercial actor. Uh, I had him do some stand-up for one of my shows that I was doing out here. Uh-huh. Because he, he, that's how he makes his living. And he goes, 
and whenever a joke didn't land, he he would that was his go to. Is he'd say, "That's all right." He goes, "I'd be pissed too if uh, if I fast forwarded through your work." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how he pays his bills. And people are like, "Nope, I don't like it. Right, I don't want it." Well, that was good. Successful uh-huh. date night. Date night accomplished. Accomplished. Well, let's do. Um, let's do. Let's see. Unless you have another story or anything, I do, but it has more um, parenting in it. That's fine. We can go back to parenting. That's fine. Care. All right. Uh, people may recall, if they've listened to me more than once on this program, that I have a son who um, is not always easy to get along with. Right. This is your younger son, like <laughs> My I think younger most son. situations. Yes. We talked about this on our double date, that right. we both have the younger son trouble. And um, it was his birthday, which is... Uh, in December, you know, spitting distance from Christmas, unfortunately. Yeah. If I'd done that math, I probably would have just <laughs> turned down the lady that night. I was going to say something much more horrible, but yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so in any case, uh, and Doreen has this thing, my wife has this thing about, uh, I suppose I should be giving her a pseudonym as well, but it doesn't, it's too late. <laughs> well, we say your actual name. We don't. That's, true. That's the, true. It's only in the tags in the yeah, internet. No, tags. I, I understand. In the world of no, Facebook, I, I remember. I remember yeah. the, the purpose was to keep me concealed from any uh, buddy looking for me. Um, she has this thing where she always wants on, well, the kids' birthdays certainly, and sort of on her birthdays, to go to some sort of theme park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when the kids were younger, this was easier to just convince me of. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, look. But um, so Hudson must have been, and it literally has to be the day of. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a whole. So focus. you take him out of school, and you would go to Disneyland. If it, if it's no, we never did that. I mean, if we were gonna do it, it had to be on their birthday, on the actual day of their birthday. Oh, I see. If if their birthday, so fell if their birthday it, was on a Monday, no Disneyland right. for you. Also, since he's so close to Christmas, he very often is off school. Yeah. Um. So we were in Disneyland, and um, and. Anyone with small kids knows that that can be fun, but it's also extremely overwhelming yes. and exhausting and so on and so forth. Just getting there is exhausting. Oh, my, that's my favorite part is getting there and not being the parent who's had a frustrated road trip. Because right. right the minute you get into the parking lot, it's like, come on, get it. Get in the stroller. Sit down. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can right. tell that they drove in from Oregon that day. <laughs> and then you're still 45 minutes from anything anybody wants to do. Right. You know. And there's lots of walking. And then there's the happiness of walking in the gate. (laughs) Right. And then about four or five-ish when the kids start to die down because they've been there since the park opened. Right. There's all the tired, like, parents carrying the dead toddlers. Yes. Right. Okay, so. The circle of life, I think they call it. The dead (laughs) toddlers. Well, you know what I mean. Dead Yes, I understand. Or maybe some of them died. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Um, So we went to the first thing we did on that that particular time. And, again, I'm going to put him at about five years old, maybe. Um, is the thing where you go through the ride and you're you're the the Buzz Lightyear and you're shooting at yeah, the yeah, things yeah. and whatever. We had never been there; that was brand new at that time or whatever. So you go through that and it's a lot of fun. And then when it's done, they in their evil geniusness they dump you through yes. the uh, the through gift the, shop. The gift shop. <clears throat> now this is the first thing we've done. We've been there all of you know forty five minutes, and uh, we're coming through the gift shop and he's he sees something. He says, "Dad, I want this." And it's his birthday. And it's his birthday. And I said, that's that's cool. There may end up being a lot of other things you want, maybe the stuff you want more. We have to come by this place on the way out. So let's uh, put a pin in it. They have a million of them. 
<laughs> and uh, and we can we can swing back for it later, and that way we don't have to carry it around. I wasn't hip to this idea. You yes. buy something and you have the, you pick no. it up at the. No one is right. It makes sense, but they they do do that. But I didn't. So anyway, those are my reasons. But I wasn't looking to deny him yeah. something. We were fucking there on your birthday to begin with, dude. So already you're getting something. Um, so don't worry about that part of it. And I'm sure by then we'd already had his party and he'd already gotten his his presents. So because we timed that for earlier in the month. <clears throat> No was not a good enough answer for him. So he gets, he's getting very angry, and now he doesn't want to leave the store. And now it's turning to this huge brouhaha. We're barely even there yet. And uh, we finally kind of drag him out there, and he's just pouting and scowling. And he's a guy who holds a grudge. And so we basically were dragging him through the whole park from one thing to the next, and he was just pissy and angry about everything. And it all goes back to this one little thing. Where it's like, it's not even that you didn't even get your way. You didn't get your way at that instant. Yeah. Just have some patience. And, and add and, to that the fact that you're there for him yeah, for his birthday. Yeah, we're there birthday. for him, right. So then we end up, uh, Doreen goes off to do something. I don't know what it was. Uh, and I end up with the, both the boys, and I'm in the line for Alice's, the Alice in Wonderland ride, whatever yeah. that is. I don't know. I'd never been in the it before. The big caterpillars. Yeah, I'd never been in it before, never been in it since. There's 600 people in this line. And it's snaking back and forth, and it's easily an hour and and yeah. thirty minute wait. Um, and so we're literally in the middle of that that giant snake. Now, usually you just walk through, and you don't really think about like where you are in relation to how do I get out of here if mm -hmm. I need to get out of here. He's a kid who can you know kick up a fuss, and you're like, how? What's the escape route if I need one? There's no escape route. And if you've noticed in the newer rides, they have those built in. Oh, do they? There's yeah. little exits. Well. That you you'd can think have. it would be a liability. You'd think that they would have to do it just yeah. to protect themselves. But that fantasy land is very tight. Everything is all small, and yet it's so popular because right. the parents still experience nostalgia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think by the time our kids grow up, they're not going to, fantasy land's going to have to oh. be leveled. Yeah. You know no, I mean? no. Like, <laughs> they're not going to give a shit. No, I, I, I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that. It's going to be called Pixar Land or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> seriously. No, it will be. I mean, yeah. Um, I can't imagine there's that much of a long life for all of that stuff. It's mm -hmm. going to have to, just structurally, it's going to have to give in eventually. Um, so we're in that line and things are relatively peaceful. I mean, he's still got a chip on his shoulder, but Griffin is, you know, we're having fun and we're chatting and whatever, and just sa making as much out of that time in the line as you can. Yes. So I have Hudson sort of in front of me and I have Griffin essentially behind me. And uh, Hudson is virtually ignoring us, so I'm not, like, interacting with him at all because all I get back is, is agitation and grief from him. So Griffin and I are just sort of chatting or whatever it is. And we notice that in another row over, there's an older – there's a, a, a sister pair that are similar in age to Griffin and Hudson. And they're having some kind of a typical sibling argument of that's mine or don't touch yeah. me or whatever it was. Um, but it was completely innocuous what they were doing. And, and Griff and I were sort of eavesdropping and we were mildly amused because we recognized ourselves in it. Yeah. And so I, I sort of nudged him probably obviously a, a little too on the nose. I said to him, sound familiar, you know, just so that he knew that I was, yeah. <laughs> that we were in on you this were joke both aware, together. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know why Hudson took exception to that phrase that he's wasn't five or six? He's, at, he's five. Wow. Gotta be five. I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't come up. He's, his head is basically at my belly button. You know, yeah. he's, he's a small kid. But he took exception to my saying that to Griffin. I don't even know if he knows what we were talking about. I never knew. I still don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. At five, like, I wonder if he's just picking up on a tone and assumes that he's getting. Right. That yeah. he's somehow. 
his response was to turn and punch me as hard as he possibly could, which was considerably hard, in my balls. Yeah, I was going to say, given the height. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it brought me down. Yeah. It was horrifying. The, just the pain, the nausea. That would have made you me know. 101 Dalmatians all over that place. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm trying to get back to you, just get back to my feet. Yeah. And, Fight the nausea. Right. And I'm looking around going, there's no way out. <laughs> and I spent another 45 minutes in the line, just, like on the verge of, of, of throwing up. And, and, Smash and, and so, Doreen enjoying churros. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just... I'm going through this. This I'm going through the whole range of emotions that you, you know, hear people talk about with the, you know, death. First, there's denial, and then there's this, and then finally, you're mourning the loss of your testicles. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you and Lance Armstrong are the or, <laughs> are the only ones that right, can relate. Right, right. Yeah. And 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 it is all I can do. I'm so angry at him. I'm so like the unfairness of it all. Yeah. Is so incredible, and we finally get to the front of the line. Now the option is: Do we have have we spent the last hour and a half in this line so that we then get off? Yes. Or am I just going to sit, you know, sit on my tender sack and just go through it? And so I went through that stupid thing. Just it was all a blur to me. Yeah. And he he's he's over it. Thank God yeah. it wasn't Thunder Mountain Railroad or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. That would have just been horrible. Bumper cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got off and met with Doreen and and so on and so forth. But just the 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 variety of overwhelming emotions that I had afterwards, separate from the the physical right pro- problem of it, was was amazing. And eventually, you know, that was basically the end of the night. Once we got off that ride, I was like, I'm not staying to see any fireworks. I want to get out of here. And but she had to get There's something. a bag of frozen peas with my name <laughs> on. That's what, that's what I'm feeling. She had to get something for somebody from the gift shop at uh, the princess gift shop or something. So I sat there. Just you know, within the uh, you know near the shadow of Mickey and and uh, Walt, crying, just sitting on a bench and crying. And I got I got pu- punched in the unhappiest place on earth and uh, at the happiest place. <laughs> yeah, on at earth. the happiest place. On earth. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I drove home and I was alternately just crying and just wanting to rage and pounding the steering wheel. I was just out of control. Right, because you're not you're like just so we're clear. Like the tears in my from what I'm hearing aren't coming necessarily from the pain or anything oh, no, like no, that. No. It's that. It's that thing, like, I, I joked with, there's a comic that I worked with, a Latina comic named Shayla Rivera. She's been on the show. I'm sorry, I forgot it for a minute. But anyway, she has a joke where she says that the reason why uh, black girl, women and Latina women don't get wrinkles is because they hit their children. And oh, so she wow. said, you get up tight and white people, that's why you carry this face. You know, we just hit them <laughs> and instantly go, oh, that's so much better. We feel, so there's this aspect where you right, get, right. You, you have this emotion and there's nowhere to, in a sense, you're stuck still right. in that line for Alice in Wonderland. Right. You are, you are right. a rabbit down a hole. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, and the whole the whole surreal quality of that ride was also very, you know, apropos because I was just my head was spinning as it was. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wasn't crying from the pain, the physical pain. I was crying from the I, I think just from the sheer unfairness of it. Yeah. That it's your birthday. I brought you to this place. Right. I'm going to buy you things. I've already given you a birthday. We're going to go back. We'll do another yeah. swing around to right. the Tomorrowland Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. No. And I and I've and I've and I've uh, you know you've had a birthday party where I've uh, you know piled right. gifts on you. And Christmas is within spitting distance. You're going to yep. get another. You know, it's all you all you have is stuff and things and love, and it's just not it's not fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
so that was uh, that's the unhappiest place on earth. Um, <laughs> I like I like the I like I feel like it has like a Reader's Digest esque title. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes, that's yes. that's a short story right. that uh, what's the guy what's the guy that did Brokeback Mountain that like the director? Oh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee, yeah. yeah, yeah Ang yeah. Lee could turn this into a movie <laughs> of you know. It, obviously, it's not. It, it culminates yeah. with you guys at Disneyland, but there's a lot of turmoil like in the movie version. I understand turmoil between understand. you and the kid yeah. and. You know, <laughs> and they're and they're still. I'm waiting for my turn. Yeah, just I've got to let them drop you know, a little further. Comes. Yeah, eighteen. Oh yeah, eighteen. You here's what you do. How old is he now? He is. Uh, he'll be thirteen in about thirteen. 10 so you got five years. Yeah. All right. right. We've already talked about you're walking. You're dropping the lbs. <laughs> right. Now you got to get into some kind of like capoeira type class. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So when he comes in and you're like you're eighteen, you, it, maybe you guys go all out. Maybe you get him something really nice, like an actual car or right. something for right. eighteen because he's your younger one. He's gonna mm-hmm. be out of the house maybe or whatever. And then you like here's this. Here's the nice gift, and then you right. just real quickly drop to a knee, and a la like Blanca or what a Blanco <laughs> right. from Street Fighter, like, pow, pow, right there, sonic boom, <laughs> right into his uh, fun stick, and just bring him to his knees, <laughs> and go, and then you get to say something like, "Remember 13 years ago, yeah, right. bitch," or yeah. something like that, yeah. and then it becomes say a story. Hello to you Alice, laugh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes a story you laugh about 10 right. years later. Well, like, and I know I. I, I you know, I laugh about it now. I was able to see the comedy in it in a very short amount of time. Right. But uh, but no, I could definitely like I have. It's a, I was actually that was the old, one of the things that I was like I I guess I could talk about on the show is that you have these weird emotional swings that I was not aware of as a parent where like I could sit there and be yelling at my kids because they're just like we came out yesterday we played tackle football oh wow in the backyard with my boys and it was just. It was like, who's who's we? You and the boys, or was Ed involved? Ed, Ed also our neighbor. <laughs> Ed is the big car guy, the teamster. Right. He's the offensive line. Yeah, he's right. the, you know how the most pickup yard games you have a guy who always plays quarterback. Yeah, when Ed's involved, he's always the center. Right. He's always the center. <laughs> um, but no, we, so my Ed, mom, Ed Refrigerator Nunez. Yes, yes. <laughs> The Puerto Rican Punisher. Um, Or is he Cuban? I think he's Cuban. Probably he's Cuban. I get all my ethnicities mixed up. Puerto Rican Punisher is better. Cuban uh, conquistador. There There you go. go. Um, So anyway, he... uh, so we're out there. My mom is visiting from out of town, and so I'm out there. And J- it's like this really cool thing where Jacob and uh, Jack have taken to like playing football, where they'll throw the football to each other and then they tackle each other. Right. Jacob does, or Jack does it, wearing Iron Man punching gloves that my mom mm-hmm. also decided to get for two brothers because evidently she thinks that they don't beat the shit out of each other enough. Right. Like, right. Let's also make it recreational. Like, um. So anyway, so they're tackling each other, and Jacob's being very good, but has like some moments where he can understandably want to take advantage of his size and make feel right. like he's like a big guy because he just oh he could throw his right. little toddler right. brother down. So I have to remind him and say, hey, like take it down a notch. And he's like, well I'm just tackling him. I'm like, well I'm I'm bigger than you. Like right. how about if I tackle you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. He's he kind of gets it. So then at one point though, he's throwing the ball away from his brother and then thinks it's cool that he can outrun him, right? So then I throw myself in the ring. And right. so I outrun Jacob and push him down, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And right, right. So now he becomes the middle child is what I'm trying right, to say. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you're showboating. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm dancing. <laughs> Taking I'm it to the house. I'm signing it and throwing it out into the crowd. That bullshit. I'm getting popcorn from the stands behind the goalposts because I planned it in advance. And um, so anyway, 
uh, we're playing football, and it actually starts becoming a lot of fun where they're tackling me, and I'm tackling them, rolling around. That sounds and, great. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. And then immediately following that is uh, we go inside, and Jacob, like, like literally, like, all of his pansy, whiny baby behavior is locked into the house like a spirit. <laughs> oh, it's hot in here. It's so hot in here. I'm itching. Like, it just starts in. Right. And as a dad, like, that's that's – that's my trigger. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that makes me hulk out. Then I'm right, like, right. And so then I start saying things like, you realize we just had a lot of fun, right? Wasn't that a lot of fun? And he's <laughs> right. like, yeah. And I go, do you also realize that you're following up the fun with the most unfun in the world? Like, just horribleness, just whining and crying about the temperature and your itchy skin. And, right. And, then, and it's because I'm not a very good father. He's saying that he wants to be a football player when he grows up. Right. He says, so I'm like, you realize that if you want to play football, you can't. You can't play football, roll around in the grass and get hot, and then start crying to your teammates. Right, like right. I'm already putting him in the NFL. Right, like that's, right. That's, that's how my mind works. So I'm <laughs> yes. like, you have to get over this. This is your life goal, son. Right. You're almost six. You're going to be in kindergarten <laughs> soon. Get your shit together. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, and then, so I have these moments where I'm like, get in a car, and then my mom is like, well, can we go out to eat? And then the kids want Panda Express, because that to them is a fucking going out to eat meal, which wow, drives but yeah. I'm so jealous that they'll even eat that. No, they well, yeah, they like they like the Panda Express. Even but, if it's junk, I, it's it's le- right. At, le- at least it's, it's not above McDonald's. What I'm well, yeah. that's the, here's what it is. Uh, you guys want to go out to eat? Uh, yeah, where should we go? McDonald's, always right out of the box. Right, right. And and then I go, no, I can't do McDonald's. Panda Express, like <laughs> Panda Express to them is sit down restaurant. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like Panda <laughs> Express to that, like like. We went to that nice place, Granville, uh, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? So that's a very nice place, I would say. Yes. Uh, so if that's a really nice place, then like a Ruth's Chris, yes. you know what I mean, would yes. be uh, a step above that, uh, fair to say? Yeah, at least one step, if right? not several. So to, to compare it, like a toddler scale of restaurants, McDonald's <laughs> is Ruth's Chris, okay? <laughs> yes. But when they, but when they like mom and dad don't buy into that, it's, right. it seems like a step down for them, but in actuality, it's like that's like Outback. Is Panda Express, right? You know what I mean, we're right, gonna right. do we're gonna do Outback, whereas to an adult like Granville might be like an Outback, but then Ruth's Chris obviously is Ruth's Chris, but right. And McDonald's is something uh, an an uneaten burrito you find on the street when you're really really hungry. I, I I can barely get them to do McDonald's. I only have one of them that will eat anything. Really, from McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, I, it's frustrating because I mean, here you are. I understand the side where you're right. sick of it because that's how that there's that place Islands downtown, which yeah. is a perfectly fine place, and I like it a lot. Yeah, but it's like the only place we can all go where really? there's going to be a fight, and I'm just I'm sick of that. It became the like let's celebrate a good report card, you know, kind of a place. Islands, it is. Yeah, and then they get. This is what's a great about report. This cards. is why when we go on a double date with you guys, we go to this nice grand <laughs> yeah, little cafe right. place yeah, or right. whatever. And my wife and I are like, look at this. And I had to have the disclaimer and say when you go, it's a nice place, and like, right. and your wife just said it's got some fufu like stuff that they do yeah. that's kind of gourmet. And I'm like, yeah. well, my wife doesn't do gourmet. <laughs> right. When all your wife was saying is that they put a sprig of basil on yeah, top right, of things. Exactly. Like, there's nothing fufu. <laughs> yeah. When I showed my wife that restaurant, she, you blew our minds with that suggestion we started reading their menu right like you guys are so much better at eating because i took my wife to our ninth wedding anniversary Uh to where islands burgers that's where you went that's where we went because up here there you go (laughs) that's how how we roll and i have a story on my album where i say she she uh she said you know what honey i think i'm gonna go nuts tonight 
And I was like, well, I thought she was going to get a, like an, an adult beverage. No, right. Goes, I'm going to get onion rings. <laughs> and so I jokingly said, waitress, cancel that Diet Coke. I'm going full Coke. There We're going go. fucking right. bananas tonight. <laughs> right. You don't know us. The sky's the limit. We might get an appetizer, bitch. Just stay around our table is what I'm saying. Hover. All right? Right, right. But uh, we'll, we'll get back. Let me finish this and we'll no get problem. back to the food thing because – I do think that's interesting. My point is, is that so then I go through this turmoil, and then my kids go to sleep at night, and I have this weird emotional roller coaster of like reflection where I'm like, I miss them, like, you know, I love right, them, and right. you know what I mean. And did I did I do okay today? Like, which is such bullshit because I really don't think our parents ever had an ounce of that. They did not, and I hate it. I hate it because there's no reason. In my mind, I would say to myself, if I was my own friend, I would say, there's no reason for you to feel that way. But you can't help it, right? right. You can't. Right. Do you go through the same thing? Um, yes. I, I, I judge myself and come up failing many, many times. Yeah, it's where, so, where I could, fall short of, you know, just what I what, wish what I were. What you wish you were. Yeah. And it's interesting because from the outside, looking at your boys, like even your, your, your to me, your mm-hmm. quote-unquote problem kid, right? Right, right. <clears throat> It's a, he's a nice kid. Like he's just like you know what I mean. He's not a kid who's out throwing rocks. He's not right, right, the neighborhood. No. There, the thing is, at the end of the day, we are blessed, right? And so it seems, uh, you know, ball attacks aside, uh, that the that I'm just sort of quarreling over nonsense. Right. Uh, it, it does get to be a bit of a grind, but it's it's better than so many other people have it, and better than I than I even sort of deserve um, with the two of them. Although I I I mean. I don't know nature versus nurture. How much of it is that just that's they're locked into their DNA, who they are and how yeah. they behave and how much of it is the result of good parenting yeah. or parenting, any any kind of parenting. I say, here's what I think. You know how like when you play blackjack, the push goes to the dealer? Yes. I'm saying that if if it's unknown, until fucking Freud and his ancestors figure this shit out, we right. take credit. That's okay. what I'm going to go with. All right. But then we also take blame. Nope. Blame. <laughs> didn't let me finish. Blame okay. is nature. Right. Okay. Good stuff is nurture. (laughs) All right. So these little shits. I'm tired of the babies come out innocent. Theory. Okay. You know they're pure bullshit. They no no no. no, I I agree. Yeah. They come out demons, and then we mold them into pillars of society. I misunderstood what you were saying. I retract my agreement with you. Nope. It's already been recorded. I'm going to edit that retraction out. I need to people. You don't have to disagree with everything. All right. No, yeah, I got to keep my record. Yeah. I got to keep my record. Um, I even lost track of what I thought you were saying. But, what uh, you thought I was saying was that babies come out pure and innocent. No, I thought what I thought you were saying is that is that we let them we let children off the hook for their behavior, mm. and 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 we and and I was saying we shouldn't. Yes. Oh, well, um, I agree that with they that. They should too. be held responsible. You know, it doesn't matter if he started it. I see what you're saying. So the idea being that even when they're bad behavior, they behave badly. Well, that's not them. It's some kind of we like uh, like the thing of blaming video games or television right, as an influence. Right. Not that just well, everybody has a little bit of asshole in them. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, yes, there's that word again. <laughs> um, Listen, it might as well be my last name. My surname is asshole at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have anything more to say about the food other than that it's just been 
Well, I mean, they, like, have they been, always been picky eaters? Or yes. Is it just about eating out? Or like, how do you feed day to day? I don't even want to talk about it in a public way. I'm certain <laughs> that child services will just roll up a van and bundle them out of the house and just <laughs> be off with I'm them. This is what I'm saying. You just you you said I think on our date night or maybe even on the show, right? That if child services knew what I was feeding you, <laughs> they would take you away from me. And I'm like, no. Uh, like, I, yeah. But I know what you're saying. I right. get your point. It's what it's what people who are good parents joke right. about. Right. People who are like that's what I mean. I want to take us from our nice little, you know, I would get venture I guess to say affluent Burbank neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I want to go into some kind of lesser, uh, lower economic area. Right. And just hang out, like double date with them. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Go take them to Granville Cafe <laughs> and let them well, probably all... McDonald's. But right. anyway, well, if you blow their foot, you'd blow. They would die. Right, right. They would be like, "We could die." This is my bucket list restaurant. Right. We're going crazy. Hover. <laughs> don't don't disappear. <laughs> yeah, they'll disappear. <laughs> right. I'm gonna need some more of this uptown mac and cheese bullshit. Right. But um, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of jokes do they have about child protective services? Because huh. to them, yeah. I don't think it's very funny. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, okay. Yes. Except that the the uh, comedian you referenced. Yeah. I'm sure she kills with that joke. Yes. The more mixed an audience is, the oh, whiter yeah. an audience is, the more uncomfortable they're made by no, that joke. No, I don't think so. No. I think it's because uh, I think Whitey likes to likes to laugh at that idea of. It. Okay. I think so. Well, yeah. There's it, it, actually what's beautiful about it is that both sides have something that they can laugh about themselves right. in in that joke. Yeah. There is no real winner there. Silly. <laughs> Mexicans slapping their well. children, ruining them. Is that what you're saying? Is that yes, what? right. What I'm saying is that is that the that the that the uh, ethnicity that's being criticized yes laughs at that because they recognize it as true. Right. The, the, there's a, tr- a truth to it, mm-hmm. and then and then Whitey gets to laugh at the uptightness of Whitey. So yeah. that there's it's not just slamming in one direction; it's slamming in both directions. Right. So. Because it, and then the middle ground of that is the white trash, which is uh, where I kind of was raised from. There's mm-hmm. an element of that in my upbringing, <clears throat> and so I get those people that'll come up to me when I complain about my kids. Right. And they will uh, that see me in a show that don't know me from this show. Uh, but we'll just right. have happened to have been there, had about 18 beers, and they will talk to me about how they just love to beat the shit out of their kids or, you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. And what right. I'm trying to say is I'm trying to be the voice that parents have, like us, have in their head, yeah. but we don't act. You know what I mean? Like that's that to me is the catharsis I'm trying to create with my stand-up where it's like you you have these moments like, God, oh, you punch me in the balls. And instead right, of actually right. shaking the shit out of you, right, right. I'm going to have a moment of like meltdown emotionally. Yeah, yeah, right. You know I'm going to be... Uh, unraveled to yeah. my core, <laughs> right. you know, just I deconstructed every part of my being. And then you know what? Back up. I want this to go on record yes. for when our sons hear this okay. twenty years from now. Okay. All right, and they have their own children. That because uh, the idea that they could even talk about whatever it is that we did wrong to them <laughs> is just. I feel like when you are listening to this, son, Jacob or Jack. If you are listening to this and if you have ever had at this point in your life a conversation of what I did wrong to you, I want you to show up at my house and I want you to say Shazbots because then I'm going to punch you in the narts. That's what's going to happen because I have had too many sleepless nights hoping and praying that what I did was the right thing for you to have any kind of opinion on me doing something wrong to you. No matter how many times I cursed in front of you, took you to see movies that were probably above your age bracket. All of that is cool, for the record. That's yes. fucking cool. Right. Not something that ruins you. Uh, the, uh, with regards to the, the cursing in front of you, 
Mm-hmm. This is how we always handled it at my house. Um, first of all, Doreen has a has a mouth on her. Of course. So I feel like they might have learned more from her than they ever did from it's, me. It's, okay. So is my wife. Um, so there's that. Then there's I'm driving the car, and uh, some guy does a thing, cuts yeah. me off or something. And Griffin's in the back seat. He must have been two and a half or something. And I go, mother. And I just leave it at that. And then I hear from the back seat, fucker. <laughs> so apparently he knew <laughs> the electric company. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Son um, of a bitch. <laughs> um, so apparently he'd heard the phrase enough. I, I'm not even sure it was from me or not. But here's how we handle it with regards to school. This is what yeah. I said. I say this. There's no such thing as good words or bad words. Mm-hmm. Words are just words. It's how we use them that's either good or bad. Yeah. And so in our house and in our life outside of uh, formal places, use the words you want to. Right. Be respectful to each other within this family, but don't worry about that. Having said all of that, there are certain places where certain words are not welcome. Mm-hmm. And if I get called down to your school, yeah, because you said one of the words that you know full well they don't want to hear, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have a problem with me. Yeah, you know I don't care what problem you have with them because that's the be real me. behavior with right. cursing. The, right. That I think that all too often what parents get wrapped up in, and I'm saying my own psyche does this, but it's, right. but I have to remind myself is that the real issue with cursing is context. And area, like you know, mm-hmm. where location, I guess. Right, right. That that's the the, the real to 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 ever think that your kid is going to need to like hit eighteen and then just be able to go nuts on it. Right, silly to me. Right, you know what I mean. Like where if where the real lesson is that you want to teach them that there are appropriate places and inappropriate places. See, Doreen's a very casual cursor. Yeah. So she's like a pass the fucking salt type thing but i'm like you know let's just tone that down a little because maybe, maybe that's why i like listening to her talk so much <laughs> uh, she's much better now than she used to be but uh it's funny to hear the idea of her being a sailor and then also watching <laughs> like watching her kind of melt at the idea of her boys growing up you know what I mean? right, like having right. that sensitive mom wearing an apron baking cookies right look but at the same time saying words like fucking balls or, right you know, like, right no. that's what's cool um Oh, shoot. I think there was something else, but I forgot. That's all right. Well, here, we'll do this because uh, it's almost uh, time oh, yeah, to yeah. start wrapping it up. All right. Uh, here's another idea for uh, – well, let's do this. Let's try Let's try closing with that. You want to do some uh, moments of the week, and then um, and then we'll play a little game, and then and then go? Does that sound like fun to you? Uh, yes, that uh, that can work. That and works for you? I have other things that we'll push till next time. You sure? Or we could do it. What else? No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We have time. Um, it's, it's not like it's, I'm it's, rushing, it's, rushing. No, no, no. It's all right. Um, and this is a, shoot, this isn't a sweet, like charming or even funny necessarily moment of the week for me, but did well, you here, let me play first? my Metro, uh, um, play my intro. You made them, you love them. And sometimes you want to choke the living shit out of them, but occasionally they give you that one sweet moment. This is that moment. Moment of the week brought to you by Stitcher, the free app that handles all your podcasting needs without having to sync to your computer. Stream all your favorite podcasts right to your Droid, Blackberry, or iPhone. Just go to the dadpodcast.com and click on the Stitcher logo on the left hand side. It's free, people, and they give us money if you do it. So, uh, my first, I'll go first, and uh, is 
I, I, I kind of told a little bit, but it was coming outside and uh, playing football with my boys in the backyard and watching Jacob realize that he could catch the ball in his hands. And it was a little plush ball. It wasn't even like a real football, but the idea of mm-hmm. him catching it in his hands and not trying to basket it into his body. Um, and then just watching them have fun and kind of be very boys in that they're wrestling and tackling yeah. each other. But at the same time, having a, a modicum of uh, respect and not like, you know, destroying and me just having to kind of have a little bit of a verbal choke chain on Jacob to say, hey, 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 hey calm down. Calm right, down. Right. Remember, he's just a toddler and he's right. only been walking for about a year now. Right. So uh, that doesn't make you cool because you can knock him down and you have to be aware of it, you know, but. Uh, uh, if, had I been able to stop that moment in time and not have the fit that followed it, it would be right. absolutely golden and yeah. perfect. Like just right. the the coolness of the uh, you know the 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 quasi winter feeling of Southern California that we have right now. <laughs> right, like the, right, right. The the eighty two degree blis- Bristol cold or crisp <laughs> yeah. crisp weather uh, that we have right now is uh, was nice and. Uh, it was it was just beautiful for me to to watch and then also get to wrestle around. I wish I missed that. I miss <laughs> wrestling around with him like I used to. That really uh, sounds great, and I'm envious of it. And I would encourage you to not worry about the fit that happened afterward. That was a separate event. Yeah. And this, what you're describing, is its own glorious thing. Right. And just hold on to that. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's my goal. That's uh, I mean I still do that, and I know that that. But it's a hard thing. It's funny to me because I want them to realize that there are consequences to, yes. uh, to actions. That's why I'm like, you know, it's it's hard because sometimes you're like, well, I'll play with you and let you stay up for 15 minutes. But if I do that, then there's going to be a meltdown that I got to deal with. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like you have to understand <laughs> right. that you got to play, too. And that's sort of what was happening after the playing in the yard. Was yeah. Like, he was just tired. Yeah. He's just. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Too much. They were something. dead. Right. Because I mean, we were running and they were sweating like they were both. And Jack sweats. Oh, wow. Just at a. Taking three steps. Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah, he. That's yeah, I don't, odd for someone his age. And yeah. Size. Well, th- the funny thing is, is that it's because he runs hot like me. Uh-huh. Like there's, a, you will see now that I've lived here year round. I wear shorts yeah, and a absolutely. t-shirt. Like yeah, that's, I'm, I'm the same way. Right. Yeah. So I run hot. He runs hot. His mother doesn't understand that, and so she runs cold because I guess she doesn't have any blubber to keep her. Her body temp right. regulated. And it's her reptilian heart. That also true. She's very cold-blooded <laughs> yeah. and Durian's, frigid. Durian's the same Just way. a frigid, frigid I sometimes world. can't believe that, that, I'm, that she's alive. I'm like, how can oh. your body be that temperature <laughs> yeah. and you're still alive? Yeah, you should be some kind of smallpox situation. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I've come home and just seen Natalie lying naked in the sun on a rock. Just to keep her body warm, <laughs> just sunning. Um, <laughs> but anyway, right, and Ed up on the roof. Ed up on the roof. Yeah, so trying to get his his nanosecond of a glimpse. Right. <laughs> um, that's cool. Did you you had two or that was? Nope, that was that. Uh, was yeah, it. I combined okay. them into one. I see. Very yeah. good. Well done. Um, now I'm not going as far back as I usually do. Okay. So this is within recent memory. Um, <clears throat> The four of us were getting in the car, um, and uh, I think Griffin is sitting in the front seat with me, and Doreen and Hudson are in the back. And Doreen and Griffin are talking about something. It doesn't even matter what it is, but it's something that, you know, he has a position, and and she has a a slightly different opinion. Um, There's no real weight to this. It's not a fight or anything. Yeah. And uh, Griffin was giving her a little grief. And I said, well, you know, uh, not that anyone asked me, but uh, you know what? I, I kind of agree with your mom, uh, Griffin. 
And Hudson said, of course you do, Dad. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're her wife. <laughs> now, I thought, I, I burst out laughing. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it made me start looking at, what am I communicating to them? I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'm a homemaker. And I'm comfortable with that. And I get that. But what is, obviously, what he makes of it is like, the lines are blurred. Yeah. You know, and he was so, and then he was very embarrassed when I laughed. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry you said that. And I said, no, no, no. I said, don't worry. That was. Was it a Freudian slip or was he trying no, to be a joke? He or? wasn't even trying to make a joke. He called me the wife. The that, wife. That she goes out and earns the money. Yeah. And she comes home and I stay home and take care of the kids. And isn't that what defines those things? Yeah. Not the gender of the person yeah. doing it. He didn't see wife as a feminine term. <clears throat> right. He but just as saw a responsibility. It as, as a definition yeah. of, of what your duties yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was that was brilliant and really interesting in the context of, you know, uh, how I was brought up in the yeah. 70s and free to be you and me and, yep. you know, uh, all that uh, gender role reversal and the gender identity stuff. Yes. Gender. Well, I feel like I, I feel know, that right. exact same way every time I, every I just want to be clear. Kids... I don't I don't have a gender identity issue. <laughs> Whatever. Um, that's not for this show, Adam. Let's be honest. Uh, that's I don't even know. If, there's got to be a podcast for right. it. There's a podcast for everything. Maybe we could talk to one of your other neighbors, but it's not on this show, right? right? That's not, my listeners aren't comfortable with you being called Annie or whatever, <laughs> or, or Paka. Oh. <laughs> but, um, but my kids, every time they call me mom and then they call me dad. And I oh, always, okay. and I don't, I think it's in my own head, but I always think it's, well, it's because I'm always here. Right. And it's, right. I thought, how funny would it be if they have a genetic, like, predetermination to say, well, mom takes care of us, like the right, lady takes, right. but yeah. I, I used to, I used to think, I will touch on this other thing I had here since we're very close to it yeah. right now. Um, uh, coming out of the therapy of, I've had and, and this, the slipshod amount of education I've had about Freud and some of these other things, I, I have come strongly to believe that um, we, um, we are attracted in our mates to um, a lot of the traits that were in our mother. Yes. Yeah. Um, that you sort of, you know, because there's too much of, oh, I married my mother kind of thing. Yeah. Well, where does that come from if there isn't something there? That you Natalie, see... Natalie is an odd combination between my stepmom and my real mom. That's interesting, too. Yeah. I like that, too. You use your, your parents' relationship as a model for mm -hmm. what a husband and wife is supposed to be and, and also what lovers, to a certain extent, are supposed to be. And then that gets mixed. I took all the notes from watching my parents have sex. <laughs> all of it. Listen, I got all my dad's moves. <laughs> I, I, I just got the tapes because I, oh, okay. I wasn't able to be there. You want to be time. there? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so it's the, it's the you know, and, and this is true then of, of women to men. So it's just whatever the opposite sex parent was. And then there's also some sort of weird whatever your relationship was to the, your mother then gets added in somehow. So I like where I think this is going. It, it's, all that stuff is going on. Well, then here's the thing is that so all this time, I you know, I love my wife. Right. She's awesome. She has her faults. I have my faults, so on and so forth. And so when I'm sitting there and I'm seeing the kids react to things, uh, n negative traits of hers, I sit here going, oh, shit, have I set them up to marry a woman who does these same things, whatever uh -huh. it might be? Um, you know, she, <clears throat> she never puts the seat down after she pees. Bullshit. That, that's a joke. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that kind of thing. So, and what I realized sort of that combination and something somebody said at home recently is that I may have screwed this all up because I'm the mom. The mom. 
And so that's what they, I'm saying. They I imagine looking, you they in like be... a bobcat blonde, like a bobcat <laughs> blonde wig, coming walking in, and that's each of oh, your son's right. prom date. Can, is I, some... <laughs> can I be wearing that pretty woman dress for yeah. when they, when they yeah. go to the horse, yeah. the, the horse track or whatever? There's polo. <laughs> All right, um, that's such a pretty some hat. feminine goatee esque <laughs> situation that she's rocking. Like... Right. Well, um, oh, this. <laughs> Then I, then I am too much like their own mother in that case. <laughs> well, but um, so yeah, that's all that that I I started to see how similar they were to their own mom. Yeah, and I sort of said, well, wait a minute, that means that they're going to be getting some. Very they're going to be looking for dad. Yeah, they're going to be marrying their father. So I'm going to have to be on the lookout. That's for awesome. What woman that ends up being, or what those? Yeah, because I think this those our are. kind of generation of of parenting is the kind of the first really ones that where it's it's the norm. Like it's become more and more common for dads to be stay at home right, uh, caregivers. Right. And and that it's we're getting away from that even being a thing where you go mm, like you look at it weird, right? Uh, my dad, we talked about this because a listener was curious about his opinions, and he actually said something that I thought would would not come out of his mouth, but he said that he thinks it's better this way. He said because now you could play to your strengths as opposed to what you were supposed to do based on what genitals you have, right? So like it's not because as we get into this, like say when my kids grow up. They'll, yeah. th- even if they end up being the person who, say, is the breadwinner, right? Yeah, yeah. Because of my influence, they'll also have an awareness of how to cook and how to care for the house and right. take care of things right. and not be just completely ignorant. Um, or they could they could flip flop now, like say mm-hmm. they they or say they can earn, uh, but then something changes, then they can bounce back and they have some right. kind of model of you know somebody who takes care of a house and and right and t- cares for children and all that stuff. Which and, I and really also sort of just down through the generations when I when I look at say my my paternal grandfather and how removed and withdrawn he was. Yeah, and then my own father has a. He he wears the uh, a face of distance, mm-hmm. and he has a kind of a stone face, but he also has a fantastic sense of humor, and he is emotionally accessible, um, and so he sort of got over whatever that hump was. A half step. Yeah, yeah, you can only imagine going back from that paternal grandfather how grim it must have gotten. Right. Um, uh, down to this point where I'm I have a mangina. Yeah, this is where it's <laughs> headed. Um, and, and on that note, yeah, my other moment of the week. Very small and not truly within the spirit of moment of the week was when you gave me the pink water cup. <laughs> I you brought it fucker. all together. Yeah, right. You know what's funny is that I purposefully, like, well, mine <laughs> is blue. The blue one mine for is yourself. blue. Oh, believe me, I yeah. noticed immediately. Well, this is what's funny about us. And I think why we are fast friends is because I had already just grabbed this because it was the cup. Right. And then when I went to grab your cup, I grabbed, I go, this is pink, mine is blue. <laughs> This is bullshit. And right. then I go, Justin, stop. That's so it's, funny. It only is an issue if you overthink it like, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so it's funny to me that you notice. But I also will sometimes on purpose um, give Natalie the pink cup and me the blue cup because then it's easy to figure out whose is whose right, right. kind of thing. Right. And then we and the third color we have is green. And that is usually like if we have a third guest, you know, like that's right. that, that, right. then everybody's right. covered. Um, and that's that's my father and me. My father made me call his dad grandpa and my mother's dad granddad, so that it, there was never a moment of confusion as to who I was referring to. That's how oh, wow. he works. Yeah, wow. he likes he likes all very the well organized. And, yeah, yes, everything is clear and and all of that. But, is he German? No, nah, no. Maybe I mean in nature, but not right. like, or I mean in nurture, but not right, right. Like they might have read the the book. I can't pull it right now. Mind Kampf and been like, I, I, I could agree <laughs> yeah, some points. I see their solid points. Yes. All right, let's play a game and then uh, we'll wrap it up. And now it's time to play. What the. F- 
Did Jack Just Say? Where we try to figure out what Justin's two-year-old just said. So uh, these are some things that, and, and doing this and putting it together, A, I think I needed more, uh, but B, I think uh, they, uh, also I want to do categories uh, for the next time I do this. Um, but this was inspired on a car ri- trip. You'll hear the first two uh, were inspi- uh, happened on this car ride that we were going to visit family up north and actually, I think, pick up Rocky. Um, so there is no theme to this. Okay. And it's, uh, I, I, I have no idea how this is going to work. But uh, so listeners, tell me, let me know what you think of this and it's fun, if it's fun for you to play at home. So this is the first one. All right. So, what do you think, Mr. Dooley? What is he trying to communicate? Yeah. What is he trying to communicate? That first section was well beyond me. Yeah. But it seemed like it might have been well beyond you. No. No. This this is the this is why I like (laughs) this game is because I think that as parents we all speak our two year olds' language, but no one else does. When you said, "What do you want?" Mm -hmm. and then he responded Mm -hmm. to a direct question. Yes. It sounded like to me he said a little help. A little help. Yes. I think you're close. Okay. I think you're close. Here's here's the actual answer. <laughs> this is what he wants. Because he likes his song when it comes to like K-Rock out here. Oh. And I will go, ho! And I yell, and he thinks it's funny. And so my son is a big Lumineers fan. Now, because of this. So, okay. <laughs> so he was requesting this song. He was. We were on a long road trip, and he just randomly started saying, I want Ho Hey. And oh that's what God. he wanted to hear okay. now, was that song. That's very funny. Yeah. And also, I'm going to give you an asterisk there in that what he wanted was essentially a baby talk version of something. So there's no way on God's green earth I could ever. No, no. you could never Even if I had clearly understood him, I, I would have gone, what's Hohe? I think you're going to have a hard time with this one, but the third one might be your, uh, what might be your clincher. So here's the number two. Yeah. Uh, and I could give you another hint that this is not a song. Okay. Uh, so it's not, they're not, again, there's no theme making it even more challenging. Right. But let's see if you could figure out what he's saying. So uh, I'll play it again for you. Now, the part in the middle is not really part of it. It's him saying it's just one word that he's trying to say. Okay. But he said, he said it a little wrong. But there's a, you want to hear it one more time? Yes. All right. Well, it sounds like all the world to me to either be fox or fuck. Oh, that was close. It's actually frog. Okay. But he says okay. frog, and it sounds like fuck. Yeah. So I had the a f- R. The R gets softened because he's young. And so for a while, I had it to a point where you, I could go ribbit, ribbit, and you go fuck. <laughs> and it made me giggle. Yeah, that would be a good. My game favorite too. part of that is how hard Jacob laughs at it because now right. Jacob is aware that he's saying fuck because he's heard us make, like right. a parlor trick. Right, we make right, him do it right. for friends. Uh, all right. Well, uh, this is our last. You know, one. I want to I circle back to. Yeah. I never did anything wrong as a father. Your your claim that <laughs> you're trotting him out at uh, dinner parties. To Nothing wrong say with Say fuck to the delight Listen, of your guests. Any one of us listening to the show could think of something far worse than our parents this did. This is true. We are in a this generation where we are doing no wrong, literally. Okay. Like, our parents, I think, say that shit. Yes. But we can actually mean it and know it. <laughs> That's what I- <laughs> All right, third and final one. All right. Take a guess at this one. Okay. 
So I added the first because he only said it twice. Yes. So there's a repeat in there. Uh, so he's, he's starting to sound like a mental patient. <laughs> he is. No, I'm glad to know that there was some. Uh, some <laughs> yeah, he could he could just recreate trickery, it. Trickery. Uh, yes. Like he's Rain Man stuck on it. Wapner at twelve. Wapner at twelve. Wapner at twelve. Right. Oh, All right. Any idea what that is? Are you sure it's not Mandarin? Because, <laughs> because, uh, uh, well, one more time and, and well, here's the, yeah. this was an accident while I was putting this together that, uh, I think would be fun to hear. I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why but the This is the fun mashup to me. Um, um, it sounds something like "Who Let Go of the Pencil." Really? No, there's something sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. So here now. That's what he. That's what he says. Sloppy Joe. Okay. <laughs> now, did right. you ever experience? Am I am I crazy in this? Did you ever experience this with your guys when they were young that um, you understood what they meant but nobody else did? <clears throat> Because the genesis of this was being at the preschool and having right. him, he talks to everybody there, right. and they all think he's cute because he talks a lot, right. but they don't know what they he's don't saying. Know what saying. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, I, I sort of remember the opposite with my own children. <laughs> Other people do. But, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, but that, that it, it, the way he's talking seems familiar to me for the world at large. I see what you're and saying. And so yeah. I think it is a relatable yes. uh, thing. Yeah. Um, but not relatable to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Whatever, Mr. Um, Big Vocabulary. Yeah, right. What was, no, your, just that... what was the word you texted to me? Oh. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, anathema. Anathema. Is that what your two-year-olds were saying? <laughs> no, no, anathema. No. Anathema. No, but but uh, um, Doreen and I always actually marveled at how little they did that. Oh, really? Yeah. I I, I feel like I've really killed it. <laughs> I've killed it here. That's okay. I've ruined it. No, yeah. Um, uh but it's it is recognizable to me as as what is what is normal, and I'd never understood why my own kids didn't do more of it. Yeah, um, because you don't strike me as a hoochie coochie coochie little. Yeah. you know you're not doing baby. No, talk no, I'm not. And I, no, and I often thought that that, that that's kind what caused was, was that. a result of it. No, unless it's Caillou. Yes. that's doing it to people. <sighs> yes, yes, that's. Thanks for playing. What the. F did Jack just say? Well, uh, well, we'll try it. We'll keep going. And uh, listeners, and there's the other thing too is that if uh, listeners, if you if you would like to see me put my own skills to the test, I'm obviously going to know what my kid is always saying. Right. right. But uh, you could send in your sound bites of your idea. own children, That's a great idea. and then we can all participate. And then uh, as we close out this episode, uh, if I could get more, if if this becomes a thing where everybody listening is doing like a paid sponsorship, then I could start giving away prizes like a real radio station that would. Be would. Very cool. uh, so that would all be fun. Um, do we, do we have anything left on your list? I was going to wrap it up. Uh, no. All no. right. Some of those notes were just for myself and my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> Quart of milk. You know, just <laughs> things I didn't want to forget. You're just your grocery list while you're out. Yeah. You're a multitasker. That's what stay-at-home parents do. Well. We have to, we have to carpe diem every minute. I wrote down Sloppy Joe because I, I just have a running collection in my head of dumb names for, like, characters and kids. Yeah. In kids' programs, uh, and so Sloppy Joe just fit into that category along with uh, Special Ed. Yep, and a Heavy Flow. Oh, <clears throat> Heavy Flow. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an after school special kind of a. 
you know, everyone is uh, prepubescent. Yeah. Heavy flow comes in. He's a 90s <laughs> rapper, much like Heavy D, talking about menstrual situations yeah, right, to kids right. and teaching them how their body changes. Uh. <laughs> um, so I was it was it was along those lines, but these other things were just little notes to myself. No, I right. think I covered it all. All right, good. I'll try to. Now I'm out of ideas. Fun as always, uh, Mr. Lancini. Fun as always. Absolutely. You can send us an email. Let me know uh, what you think of the uh, the new segments uh, show at the dadpodcast.com, or you can talk to me via Facebook, facebook.com/dadpodcast. Follow me on the Twitter at dadpodcast. Uh, you can talk to me through all those things. Um, what else? Oh, like I said, two dollars a month, twenty-four dollars a year. Um, I have, I'm now up to thirty-one. I have thirty-one paid subscribers, um, but I, somewhere in the range of fifteen hundred people that listen. So that is uh, more than, t- not even ten percent. I'm going to stop right there because math <laughs> is hard for me. And that's on you guys. So again, the two things. Number one, we all heard Tom's email. Do you need a hurricane to destroy your house before you decide to contribute to the show? I say no. And what would you miss more, $2 a month or the show? And I don't mean that in, like, a bitchy ultimatum way. Right. I'm just saying, like, this is why I think that it has value. He's not working his neck like an angry black man. Yeah, no, I'm not. There isn't. Yeah. <laughs> he I, is can't, now, unfortunately. You can't, you can't even. If I do it bigger. Like, if I do it bigger, you could hear it on the right. mic. But this, yeah. Uh-uh. I'm just saying, girl, I'll be out of here. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't give me $2, so now you ain't going to have no podcast to listen to, girl. Uh, and I could do that, and it's not racially motivated because I played Black Passengers on Crazy Taxi 3. So <laughs> I actually have it as a credit. It's a role that I research, much like Robert Downey Jr. in Pacific Thunder. So you're welcome, sure. that, listener. So please go to thedadpodcast.com and be a paid subscriber and support the show. And I think that's it. On behalf of my good friend Adam Dooley, this is Justin Warsham saying, stay frosty. <laughs> All right. Now, this is the second attempt. I know the movie's called Tropic Thunder, not Pacific Thunder. Adam corrected me after the microphones were turned off, not before. So stop your fucking emails. Go fuck yourself. Stay frosty.